Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. Okay, so I might not be able to see you, but raise your hand. Are you tired of feel like you're just fighting to have a good relationship with food and your body and to just balance your nutrition while still eating foods that you love? Girl, I hear you. I see that hand raised because let me tell you, that is exactly why I created Transform for Life. This is my 12-week one-on-one coaching program to help women just conquer their mindsets and build a body that they truly love while still eating the foods that they love. Now, I only take clients on for this program every three months, and guess what? Enrollment just happens to be open right now. So if you're ready to take action, if you're ready to invest in your health and truly get the body and lifestyle of your dreams, then check the description down below to apply to set up a call with me. But be quick because spots do fill up and they are limited. So make sure that you hop on it and get your spot today and get on a call with me to see if we are a good fit for each other. Now, let us hop into today's episode. So on today's episode, we have Vince Del Monte. He is a man of wisdom. He helps people scale their fitness businesses from zero to seven figures and beyond. He's a father, a badass in the gym, and he has been in this game for over a decade. So I am so excited for him to explain a little bit about the mistakes that entrepreneurs typically make stepping into the online business, which I myself has experienced in this episode and share how you guys can avoid them and how you can up-level your business if you are looking to get into the online fitness business space. So thank you guys again for tuning in. I would love if you left a review. Now let us get into today's episode with Vince Del Monte. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. Super excited today because I have a very powerful human here with me. Um, I want everybody to welcome on Vince Del Monte. Welcome, Vince. Oh, thank you, Kendall. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, so Vince, I am super excited for you to share your knowledge with everyone, super successful with business and even assisting other people and mentoring them into creating wealth for themselves and health uh, on top of that. So Vince, if you could tell my audience a little bit about who you are um, and what exactly it is that you, you do and how, what got you to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 38 years old and I started my online fitness business when I was 26 years old, May of 2006, before social media even existed. And I was, uh, prior to that, a personal trainer. And prior to that, I was nicknamed Skinny Vinny all through high school, all through university. I was the poster boy for the guy that couldn't get the girl and the guy that uh, was a weak, scrawny pushover. And um, fortunately, I was really good at long distance running and track and field, and I found my identity in that. And um, when I was in university, I ended up living with the guys who would be considered like the big Instagrammers of today for their physiques. You know, I just happened to live with guys who were shredded all year long, good looking guys, and living with them. I kind of got to vicariously live through that and I was blown away by just the amount of attention they got from not just the opposite sex, but also the, you know, guys, guys just wanted to hang out with them. Wow. 
happen? If I were to take all this time and energy I was putting into my running, you know, we ran as distance runners 60 to 100 miles a, uh, a week. And, um, you know, we, we, you know if, we, if we went over 135 pounds, we'd be considered fat, you know, from our cross-country coach. And that was my world. And I always wondered what would happen if I started eating like these guys and I started lifting like these guys. Could I gain muscle? So it started off as just pure curiosity. And when my eligibility was over as a distance runner from university, I was also graduating with a degree in exercise science. I figured, hey, here's my shot at combining these, um, these worlds. Hey, I can. Are you getting kickback on your end? No. Okay, I'll keep sure about that. So I wanted to pursue my um, career as a personal trainer, but I didn't look like a trainer, and I wanted to also build a body that I thought would be a little more inspiring uh, for myself. So, so that's when I ventured into the gym at the age of 22. That was my first introduction to weights, and I intended to gain as much muscle as possible. And under the mentorship of a coach, a guy from my church of all places, he was a natural level bodybuilder in his 40s. He introduced me to the whole world of full body training and minimalistic training, low volume, high intensity. And I gained 40 pounds, 41 pounds to be exact in six months. And, and that was like a stepping stone to literally transforming my life. One is uh, as a person who now saw all these new opportunities available. And I also, you know, launched this career as a trainer. All of a sudden, I started getting business. So that was way back in um, when I was 22 years of age. And the internet didn't roll around. That whole idea of having an online business didn't roll around until 2006, a couple of years later. Wow, cool. So for you, in, in terms of finally, like, jumping onto a platform and deciding that, you know, online business was something that you wanted to pursue – um, what really like yielded you to what, what acted you to do that? It was curiosity. Again, I, I, I saw these guys selling information products who had similar stories as me. They were scrolling and they had the before and after photos. And I'm like, my before and after photos are just as good as these guys. And they were marketing a, a very similar approach to how I had done it. They'd done it without drugs, without supplements and Time. Those were like the big three selling features to the natural skinny guy. And I'm like, that's my story too. So I went down the rabbit hole and I started looking at all these different people marketing information products with internet marketing, long form sales letters. And again, I was just wondering, do people actually make money? Is this, is this a legitimate business model? And um, is this possible for me? So at the age of 20, is when I was I actually found this one specific guy Anthony Ellis muscle game uh, fastmusclegame.com and I found out he was charging $97 for this program and he was selling 10 copies a day and and back then I'm doing the math I'm thinking to myself that's a thousand dollars a day that's thirty thousand dollars a month in my mind that was impossible there was no way anybody could even make that period and I went on a forum and I found out people who'd worked with him and that it was legit. This guy was regularly making 10 sales a day, selling essentially air. And that was the beginning of my search for more information on how I could start an online business. And, you know, Kendall, back then, the way we made sales was Google AdWords, 
affiliates and article marketing. There was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, there was no nothing. So it was um, kind of every man and self and um, and I started uh, the pro that process and I launched an ebook. It was a 216-page ebook, just an ebook, nothing else. There's no videos, no meal plans, no private Facebook group, no membership form, just an ebook for $77. And uh, that copy went on to sell literally tens of thousands of copies. Uh, but it wasn't an instant overnight success. Um, you know, it took me a month to get my first two sales, and the first one was from my mom, and the second one was from. Uh, a guy from my gym that I knew. And that's when I quickly realized way back in 2006 that this was not going to be easy. Right. And it's uh, definitely one of those things where it's the non-traditional route. You know, a lot of people nowadays, it's get the college degree, you know, go do this and work a nine to five. Whereas nowadays, like people don't really realize, I mean, those who are realizing obviously have the success from it, but we have so much at our fingertips with the internet. And um, for you, you know, obviously being able to scale up to the business that you have now and even helping other people scale up to six, seven figure businesses, um, we don't really realize like what we have at our fingertips until uh, we've, we've opened up to it. And I think that's one of those things that uh, the internet's just completely blown even my mind away. And I know when I first started off, um, what you kind of mentioned with almost like having instant gratification, I'd love to talk about just a lot of the mistakes yeah. that people make when they when they jump into entrepreneurship because it's a scary thing um, so uh -huh. for you to expand a little bit about kind of how you went about not having that instant gratification with just getting your two cells one of them being your mom <laughs> yeah yeah well you know you know way back then I'll tell you my ambitions my ambitions were to make an extra three to four thousand dollars a month that that was it I was like if I could do that I'd hit the jackpot and the coach that I hired to teach me all this and just hold me by the hand, I asked him for a guarantee and I said, I'll hire you. I, I thought I had him. I'm like, I got this guy. Uh, if you can promise me three to four grand extra a month after I work with you, I'll sign up. And he laughed at me. He said, uh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, Vinny, I mean, I'm guaranteeing my time, but I don't know what you're doing with your time. So there's no guarantee, bro. And that was my first introduction to the mindset of success is your responsibility. And what that also told me was, I don't need your money, bro. Like he said, I don't need your money. You know, if, if, if you need a guarantee to take action today, then we're not a good fit. And that was my first introduction to, wow, uh, th that was an abundant mindset ever been exposed to it in that kind of way and that was really that drew me even closer to him and I, I could tell he said it with confidence and conviction it wasn't a tactic so there's a little um, sidebar there for you but when I first started it was just to simply pay my bills and um and I didn't have any grand aspirations it wasn't until a few years later till I had a mission to help 1 million skinny guys discover the most direct and effective way to build muscle without the nonsense that became our mission statement to help 1 million people by the year 2020. And when I first started, it was just to solve that one problem. But then when I started, you know, my own personal problems of paying my bills, but then as I started to go to masterminds and get around individuals who were growing bigger businesses at very rapid rates, my mind expanded to see what was possible. 
And it wasn't until um, about two years in, my first year online, I only made $10,000. I like sharing the numbers because it gives those metrics. I made 10 grand in my first year, so I hardly made back my uh, investment. And my second year online, I made more than I was making at the gym. So I made about 75 grand a year at the gym, selling personal training as a fitness consultant. But online, doing a part-time, I went over six figures. I made $101,000 in my second year online, and that was the year I fired my boss. And, you know, I think the mindset that everybody needs to have is that I'm doing this regardless of how long it takes to see takeoff. And it wasn't until my third year that I hit 350, and my fourth year I hit 750. And um, by the age of 30, um, I was over seven figures a year. And I always tell people that if you're going to do this, you, you can't, you don't need to put a gun to your head to achieve a certain amount by a certain time. You just have to continue taking action in the right direction. Right. And it, Sorry, I think that speaks a lot to consistency, especially with people who are now trying to build a platform on social media. They expect even investing in yep. a mentor, you know, the next day, oh, I invested in this mentor. Now I'm going to have 10K and I'm going to have a swipe up feature on Instagram. Um, so yeah, you, as far as it goes with consistency, can you speak on that? Cause I know. Yeah. I love John Maxwell's saying consistency compounds, consistency, consistency compounds. And you know, I'm still in business. You know, I've, I rose to the top, not just because I'm good or I was great or anything, but a lot of people just dropped out. A, a lot of people find themselves at the top because all of a sudden their competition quit. And that's the only reason this will not work if you quit, all right? And if you expect instant gratification and if you don't play the long game. And I just want to reassure everybody, like, what's the rush? Why do you need to be rich by 25? What's wrong with 27? Why do you need to be rich by 30? What's wrong with 35? Why do you need to be rich at 40? Why not 44? And, if, and as long as you have the mentality progress and growth, and you're seeing that every opportunity, every challenge is an opportunity to get better. You will, you will start to become better in the process. And you have to realize that, you know, you're getting everything you deserve based on where you are right now. And you're not going to get gifted more responsibility, more attention, more customers, if you're not managing what you currently have right in front of you. And I think that's one of the, um, the, the big things is, you know, being consistent with your training, showing up, rain or shine, taking care of your customers, launching new products for them, showing up every day. And I think the big thing that I teach is that you need to get away from focusing on outcome and just focus on consistency. And, you know, hell, so you didn't have a big Black Friday sale. You were planning on paying off all your credit card debt with that promotion and it didn't pan out. Don't worry. Christmas is right around the corner, then New Year's, then Valentine's, then spring. You just have to keep showing up and uh, you'll learn. And you have to understand when I speak to consistency, you have to understand that your competition has the same problems as you. They're racking up their credit cards too. Their, their, uh, um, their um, engagement is getting throttled by Instagram too. Uh, they're having trouble figuring out uh, – what service provider to go for for tech as well. They're trying to figure out, should I make this higher or that higher? They have fears about investing into the coach too. Like we all have the same problems. So you have to realize that if you can just continue to become better and, and just realize that the same doubts, the same problems that you're facing, 
they're not unique to you. Yeah, and I think I think too speaking energy is going through them. Yeah, and I think speaking on that as well, a lot of it comes down to if you're truly in online business to serve other people, um, if you find the value in it, you're gonna stay consistent because you know that you're providing people that are going to stay loyal to you. So you have to be loyal to them as well. And so I think if you really look at a value exchange, um, that really has a lot to do with if you are going to stay consistent and if you're in it for the right reasons, you know, obviously a motivator for a lot of people, but you have to also think of the people that you are helping out as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people can sift it out and, uh, you, you do have, to, I like, I'm glad you said that because people need to be felt, they need to feel like they're being treated like people and not projects yeah. and that you're not just kind of a part of, um, you know, a, a piece to help you move forward. And to be honest, that gets old pretty quickly. Um, cer- there, there's certain, you know, metrics that sometimes we need to hit to be able to pay the bills and to be able to see that this is sustainable and that this is something that we can continue doing, especially if you've got, you know, loved ones involved and, uh, you know, things are tight and, you know, people are trusting you to make something happen. It can become, you know, you might be operating under a lot of pressure, but you have to move away from operating under pressure and be moving towards operating under purpose and realizing that this was in fact what you were called to do. And it's just a matter of time and uh, to not take the people that have invested into you for granted uh, and, 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 to, and to value pace. You know, I'm big on slow equaling fast. And a lot of business owners, they make their first 10K or 20K and all of a sudden they want to, they just want to skip a ton of steps to the next level. And then they forget those people that help them get there. And those people sense it. And uh, that requires pace. And that comes back to the first point, the first mistake you asked me, that's not playing the long game and realizing that these people will and today, you know, the big thing is to get people to like, know, and trust you. But I would tell people to, to getting people to like, know, and trust you isn't even enough anymore. You got to get people to love you. And even beyond loving, you got to get people to become loyal to you, as you said. And that's how you create the raving fans who will ascend through all your programs. And um, they will stay with you for the long haul. Yeah, and I think uh, another thing, too, is what you kind of touched on on the other side of the spectrum getting people to love you but I know uh Vince one of the things that we even talked about before we started this podcast and I know you're very big on being direct with your marketing so along with that for you came a lot of uh I don't want to necessarily call it hate but I guess that's what we'll kind of call it because uh, essentially that's what it is so if you have people who are you know kind of touching on another point here who aren't necessarily your biggest fans how do you stay confident when it comes down to that especially with like offering something high ticket um, when you're on social media. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's this called delete and block. <laughs> so if it gets really that bad, it's as simple as deleting people and blocking them. And it's tough because, you know, service providers, personal trainers, we get into this business cause we do care about people. And when you care about people, you care about what people think of you and you can really get trapped. You can really get caught up in, you know, I've had people make 23 minute videos about me and that I use my faith as a way to manipulate people. And I've had people put photos of my kids and my wife in, in them. And people call me Freddy Cougar. I've had like, I've had death threats because people didn't like some nutrition information that I taught. I, 
I got some science mixed up and I was called dishonest and unethical and a you know, slimy salesman. And, and you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that you have good intentions. And um, when you start getting attention, people don't like that. And it, it just is what it is. Um, if you go to any sporting event, 50% of the people in the crowd are cheering for one team, 50% are cheering for the other. So um, I'll be honest, the number one reason that businesses fail is because they don't get known. They drift into what we call obscurity, right? So they don't get known. Or the second reason is that people forget who they are, all right? So the best thing that can happen to you is that you get put on blast or that you have a hater make a video about you and all of a sudden, 40,000 people discover you because not all 40,000 of those people are not going to like you. There'll be a good chunk of those people that are like, man, this guy's getting really harshly criticized. Fair. And this guy's like mischaracterizing information and manipulating information to this is the guy's brand criticizing other people. I actually kind of like this guy. So attention is good. All right. And you have to, you can't under, underestimate people's critical thinking skills. So uh, I, I used to be great friends with Mike Chang, the creator of Six Pack Shortcuts, a $25 million a year company. And when I first met him, I asked him because he had like the biggest haters in the world. And I said, yo, man, how do you deal with all these haters, man? You get crushed, man. He's like, oh, I love it, man. It just cranks up our, our um, visibility on YouTube. He's like, I'm like, what? He's like, I just, don't you delete them? And all that's like, oh, no, man, it's good for, it's good for attention because uh, YouTube loves comments and likes and dislikes and increases watch time. And he was just focused on his mission. And, uh, you know, if Mother Teresa's got haters and Justin Bieber's got haters and you too, the best rock band in the world has haters, you're going to have haters. And, it, and uh, I try and spin everything in my favor. So sometimes what are saying is in fact truthful. And you got to have self-awareness that I have put out information that was not on point. And um, fortunately, it hasn't crushed my business because my business is around evolving. So if I've made, a, I have a video where I, I got two um, body parts, not body parts, two bones mixed up. And this guy made a 23-minute video about it. <laughs> like, okay, I mixed up the femur and the humerus. And he, and he couldn't believe, and his fan base couldn't believe that I didn't take the video down. I'm like, first of all, dude, I've been online for almost 10 years. Um, people know that I make mistakes, and I owned it. And when you own it, what can somebody do? If I say, hey, I screwed up, what are you going to say? Um, okay, cool. I, so you own your mistakes. I left the video up and I made a joke of it. I said, hey, I'm glad your audience is getting a kick out of uh, me mixing up some body parts. I must have had an extra scoop of pre-workout that day. And they go, oh, you missed it in the edit too though. How'd you miss it in the edit? Is, are your whole, is, and they just keep going, right? So you, so you have to understand with you will never, it's a revolving door and you have to rise up, you have to man up, and you have to focus on the people that do want to hear from you and just uh, realize that if you're getting haters, it's simply because you're getting more attention. And that's a good thing. It's the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah, and I think, too, speaking on confidence, um, for those who do have, you know, a high-ticket offer that are looking to make an online business, um, focusing on, obviously, expanding your horizons, but speaking to the people that you actually want to or that you want to um, you know, a lot of coaches talk about finding your ideal client. And I think for me personally, when I started my business, like I knew exactly that I wanted to be helping females who, you know, had been through a rough past with their, um, 
their eating and, you know, wanted to grow and wanted to put on lean body mass. And for me, that was like, okay, I'm speaking to literally my past self. And so it was a lot mm. easier for me to be confident in exactly what I wanted to be, be helping people with. Um, and I think that also helps a lot yeah. this gaining confidence towards expanding and scaling your business as well. Um, if you want to expand on that at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. You've got to have a vision, you know, you've got to have a, a path towards that vision and that path is not going to be, you know, monitoring, you know, every single person that is questioning what you've been called to do. If you've been called to do something, you've got to invest into those people and you have to teach them what they need to do to grow and to get better. It's like raising a kid. I've got three kids, Kendall, and, and a lot of these haters, a lot of these critics, the way that they criticize is the same way I raise my three-year-old. And it's all, Gianluca, don't do that. Melia, stop doing that. And it's like, don't do that. Don't do this. But that's not how you raise an adult. That's not how you get someone to grow up and mature. You don't tell them what not to do. You tell them what to do. And that then moves you from moving from a critic to becoming a content creator. And because you don't have time to criticize because you're creating and you're teaching people, you put your teacher hat on because you know what they need to get to where you're at. You know where they are, why they're stuck, and you have to provide solutions for them. And if you're truly invested in the seeing people grow, you don't have time to tell uh, them what not to do. And you don't have time to correct what other people aren't doing properly. You're focused on growth and that's, that's really where all your attention should go. And, um, and then, and then as those people start to grow, they will evolve with you and they will want to continue to go on the journey with you. You know, I've, I've built a, a seven figure coaching program, business coaching program in less than a year. Guess where all those people came from? They were all formal, formal fitness customers. They were people that watch Live Large TV. They were subscribers to my uh, magazine, Maximize Your Muscle. They bought my book, No Nonsense Muscle Building. Uh, they'd gone through my entire product suite, and the reason that they said, hey, I want to do what you're doing is because, one, you've been doing this for 10 years, and you're still going strong. Two, I've watched you get attacked, and, you, and, and you just, you're still focused. Like, I want to, how do you do that? Three, you've got a family. How are you doing this in the context of two, three kids and a wife? Four, you're still in great shape. Like, so you have to realize that as you evolve, you become more interesting for one, which you need because if you don't, if you're not interested, you don't have attention and money follows attention. But then two, you also become somebody who's in and you become somebody that uh, people want to become mentored by and coached by. So, so there's opportunity in evolving and growing and your top, top people will stick right behind you. Like they'll try and keep up and they'll go deep into your world. They'll, they won't just skim the surface and read your Instagram posts. They'll buy your programs. They'll come to your events. Uh, they'll be the people that send you transformation photos. And, and those are the people that all found their way into my coaching program and are people that, um, you know, I've developed friendships with and they're great coaching students. And, uh, and, you know, it's cool now because it even goes another level forward. You know, I'm at the stage now where I have a wife and kids 
the wives become friends and then the kids become friends and the kids start growing up together. So when you have a higher mission and a higher purpose, super cool things start to come out of it down the road if you stay the course. Yeah, I agree completely. And one thing that you mentioned that um, I know we talked a little bit about earlier was uh, mentorship and um, kind of some mm. mistakes that people make diving into that. I recently just um, invested in my first mastermind, which was like the scariest thing in my entire life. Um, I was watching your story when you did that. Good, good for you. Yeah, super scary, but it's only been a month and I've already just learned so much. And for me, the biggest was within my mindset. And I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the mistakes that people make when it comes to mentorship. So if you can speak on your experiences or something that you've, you've seen a reoccurrence with, with that. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're making an investment and this is what rich people do, right? Uh, rich people look at everything as what's it going to cause, not what's it going to cost, right? Middle-class people, poor people, they don't look at the things that they put their money towards as something uh, they're investing into. They're, look at, they're looking at it as, as something they're spending their money on, something that is being taken away from them. And you have to have the mindset if I go into this coaching program, how long was the coaching program? Minus six months. Okay, so six months. Okay, do you mind me asking the amount? Uh, it was $15,000. Okay, awesome. Okay, so you have to have the mindset that if you, let's just say the coach completely drops the ball or you know he or she just goes MIA, but you got one month's worth of coaching, you have to have the mindset that if you got even one idea, that you will 10x that idea and you will 10x that investment and you're not going to go ask for a refund or you're going to say, I can't believe this. I got ripped off. No, 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 no. I went to Grant Cardone's event in April. It was a $6,000 event. There were tickets that were $15,000. The mindset, if I go into this coaching program, how long was the coaching program? Minus six months. Okay, so six months. Okay, do you mind me asking the amount? Uh, it was fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, awesome. Okay, so you have to have the mindset that if you let's just say the coach completely drops the ball, or you know he or she just goes MIA, but you got one month's worth of coaching, you have to have the mindset that if you got even one idea, that you will ten x that idea and you will ten x that investment, and you're not going to go ask for a refund, or you're going to say I can't believe this, I got ripped off. No, 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 no. I went to Grant Cardone's event in April. It was a $6,000 event. There were tickets that were 15,000.